0: Gonzaga Nation SI. Dan Dickow here as your host with a special guest today. Due to a reschedule of this game, we have the head coach. Last week we had the radio play-by-play man of the Dons, Pat Olson. When we thought the game was happening now, the head coach, Todd Golden, is willing to join us. So Todd, I appreciate you carving out a few minutes. Hopefully the trip to Spokane went well today.
1: Uh, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem at all. And uh, we had a, a light little trip up this way, and it's uh, it's good to be in town.
0: Well, I've been really high on the WCC over the last few years, thinking that the league was trending in the right direction. Didn't always lead to uh, more than two NCAA tournament bids. It looks like this may be the year three, possibly four teams are in. I really like what your ball club's doing so far this year. Tell us a little bit about... The adjustments that you have made, which is now the, your third year as the head coach,
1: man. Where, where do you want me to start? <laughs> you know, it's a, It's been an interesting, you know, and all great stuff. And, and obviously, we had a good, a lot of success my first year. I think we won 21 or 22 games. Uh, actually, pushed Gonzaga to the brink in the WCC tournament, lost by four points or whatever it ended up being. Uh, and we we're really excited to continue growing the program and uh, seeing, you know, what we could do in that first off season. But then the pandemic started and, uh, you know, it ended up being a really difficult year uh, to navigate through. And we had some good moments last year. We'd be the number four team in the country, Virginia, early in the year. And we got off to a relatively good start, but uh, had a COVID pause mid-year that was not kind to us. And we really struggled down the stretch. Uh, and so we really had to fight through that. And that was something that I didn't really expect to have to deal with as a, as a head coach in my second year. And uh in a way, I think it was a blessing in a sense of we had to kind of bottom out and decide what we wanted to where we wanted to take the program in year three, and you know the first positive step was obviously Jamari Bouye coming back and taking advantage of his extra year, and that allowed us a, a great centerpiece to build around, and then adding guys like Yali Masalski and Patrick Tapay and Gabe Stefanini and Zane, guys like that from the transfer portal with our talented players like J.B. and Khalil and Josh and Julian, you know, it gave us a really good team, a really good older group. And so when we got everybody to campus in June, I thought if we could, you know, get this team to play together and get everybody on the same page that we, we would have a successful year and knock on wood. Uh, so far we've, we've done pretty well.
0: Yeah, you're one of the first uh, teams in the country uh, to get to 15 wins, I believe it is. Yeah. um when you look at the style of play you guys have always spaced it shot a lot of threes um but the addition of masalski within the conference from usd to usf is i think really giving you guys an inside presence um has his scoring and his toughness been a surprise or is it exactly what you were expecting
1: it, it was it was what we were expecting you know i think uh we we have a different lens you know than most gonzago folks in terms of the talent and the type of players and Uh, you know, we always thought he was a really tough player. And obviously, they had some good success in his freshman and sophomore year. They played the NIT. Last year is not as as much. And, uh, you know, we thought if if we could pair him with our backcourt, it would be mutually beneficial for for both him and and those guys. And, uh, you know, we looked at our team last year, and we realized how how volatile the perimeter shooting made our team. And we could beat anybody in the country, like we proved we beat Virginia, but we could also lose to anybody in the country. And so we wanted to Kind of uh, stabilize that volatility. And I think Yalian and Pat uh, have done a good job of, of raising our floor in terms of, you know, now we have some inside scoring. Yalian's really our back to the basket threat. Pat is a much better finisher, you know, rolling to the rim and off offensive rebounds and kind of broken plays. Uh, but both of those guys shoot an insanely high two point field goal percentage. And Jamari does as well from the guard position. And now you looked at a team that was really, really poor finishing from two last year. Uh, I think we're top 12 or 15 in the country in two-point field goal percentage this year, and that—that's the reason why we've been able to be so much more consistent this year.
0: You mentioned the the field goal percentage from two. Uh, your previous boss at San Francisco, now at Washington State, he not, he likened it as nerd ball when he's looking at analytics. I know you really look at it in depth as well. Um, where does the balance come in for you as a as a young? Just fresh out of playing a few years to coaching of balancing the eye test with the analytics.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's a great question because that that's the the challenge, right? I think you can find guys that are uh, very heavy analytically and and don't really understand that there is a human element to this and that uh, you know there there are other variables that matter uh, when determining what you're doing. Uh, and there's some people that don't think analytics has any place in sports, and and I think what I try to do is really just pair them and marriage them and and find that healthy balance of uh, knowing what the numbers is telling you, but at the same time, trying to articulate it in a way to the players. uh, First of all, it's where it makes sense. And number two, where we can go out and execute it. And I think, uh, you know, we've knocked on wood. I think we've done a relatively good job doing that. And it's, it's always, it's a continuing challenge. I I don't think there's ever, uh, you know, necessarily an end game of where you're going to get to where there's a perfect balance. Um, But I, I just know if you're one way, or if you're too heavy one way or the other, it's just not gonna work out. And so I think, you know, with talking to our guys, uh, you know, we pair film with a lot of the analytical stuff that we do so we can really show them what we're talking about. And I think that's a good way to to help facilitate that conversation. Um, But, and we also have really intelligent kids in our program. You know, this league has a lot of intelligent kids in in, in their programs. And so I think our guys might be able to take on a little more of that as well and be able to go and uh, execute it on the floor
0: you're a guy who has a tremendous amount of experience in the WCC. You played at St. Mary's, you've been an assistant, you're now a head coach. So you've been in the McCarthy Athletic Center as a player with the Kennel Club getting on you, I would imagine, talking a little (laughs) trash. And then you've probably seen it, I'm guessing as an assistant coach where maybe you enjoy it a little bit, but now you're the head coach and you're trying to get your team to block out some of the extra noise do you have one or two kennel club experiences that stand out to you the
1: the the funny thing is my first year at st mary's uh i I redshirted i still traveled with the team that year and that was the last year that they played in the old kennel. um you know even before opening up the new facility and that that was shocking to me to be honest because coach few had already continued building the program to an insanely high level at that point it was 2003 2004 um, but we walk in and and I see where we're playing. I'm like, man, this is this is a high school gym. I mean, let's be honest, right? There's no yeah. seats on either side of the basket. Uh, and and now in the new kennel, fans are definitely on top of you. But in the old kennel, I think fans were actually allowed to stand on the court basically during the game and block shots from the court. Now, but it was a, it was such a great you know it was such a great experience. It was what college basketball was all about. And then moving into the new arena, uh, I think Gonzaga did a wonderful job of building a new state-of-the-art facility where they didn't lose that home court feel and advantage of the old kennel, uh, keeping the student ath- or the students so close to the court. Uh, you know, and obviously the students have done a great job of continuing to build up the kennel and, and uh, the way they represent at the games. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's a great atmosphere. Um, it's obviously very challenging. I never won here as a student athlete. Um, we had some really close games and knock on, we've done a decent job uh, my first couple of years up here at least early in the games, you know, my first year as a head coach, we were up by nine at halftime, you know, we, we did a really good job bothering them. So I, I think there's some things, uh, you know, through my experience that I feel like I, I have a good understanding of, you know, ways you can bother them or slow them down up here uh, and, and try to impart that onto our younger guys. But it's one of those things that you, you can't really understand it until you experience it. Uh, and so fortunately for our team, a lot of our guys have been here before, so this won't be, they won't be shocked when they walk in and see you know a crowd full of fans 30 minutes before tip uh unlike any other place on the west coast uh and guys like Jamari and Yai now in their fifth years you know i i i hope that it won't bother us as much although you know it's it's obviously a really difficult thing to walk into
0: it is a difficult thing to walk into as an opponent and i am glad that as a former student athlete at Gonzaga, I had the kennel behind me. So glad to hear you had some positive and fun experiences. I really appreciate the time, Todd. Best of luck against the Zags uh, Thursday night, and best of luck in the WCC the rest of the way. And just know that a lot of people in Spokane, as well as West Coast Conference fan, are pulling for three or four teams from the league to make the tournament. So thanks again for joining.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you, Dan. I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll see you Thursday.